good day to be indigenous. Get up, stand up. They are going to become more brutal. Cody Cuff, Henny Cuff, Because all the hippies were trying to be Indians anyway. They're going to become more repressive because it's a matter of dollars and their illusionary concepts of power. Hey, Victor. We must live in balance with the earth. And also with recent happenings at Wounded Knee. I am awake. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Wakanjahade. Hey, Kudigi, to all my friends and relatives in four directions, you are listening to Native Ritz Radio Presents I'm Awake, and I'm your host, Robert Pilot. We discuss local and national Native news and events, and as you know, Wendy, Native issues are human issues, and human issues are Native issues. This portion of the show is sponsored by Little Moments Count, a statewide collaborative focused on helping parents and caregivers learn about the importance of brain development in the first three years of life hey that's exciting and we're going to talk is. we're going to talk to the little moments people and uh you know today's been a crazy day we were at the state capitol doing a lot of things that we'll talk about later in the mm-hmm. show we'll give that was a teaser wendy it was is that a, a teaser one? oh uh, hey and but right now that's right now wow how excited am i right now we're with anna shepherd uh who's the president of the white earth tribal and community college in minnesota here uh we are really excited to hear your truth, and we also have Tammy with you, too. So, wow, let's get going right away with this great information. Welcome to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake. Thank you, Robert. I appreciate being here. So this is awesome that you guys invited us to speak with you today on, you know, this important topic. And so I want to introduce my colleague, Tammy. Hello. Hey, welcome, Tammy. Great to have you both here. And Tammy, uh, you're the Head Start Pathways Program Coordinator at White Earth Tribal and Community College. That's W-E-T-C-C. We love the fact that you're here uh, spreading this word. We're all over the country, all over Turtle Island. We're in Civic Media, which is on 11 stations live in Wisconsin. And, of course, AM 950 and in Minnesota and also uh, live on YouTube and Facebook. So we're here excited to amplify your message. Thanks for having us. Cool. Uh, so let's talk. Uh, let's let's get the questions going here, Wendy. Um, let's talk a few things here and find out what exactly are you doing up. Or first of all, maybe tell everyone where White Earth is, and that's uh, that. That's a good thing to start with, uh, because we have people from all over the country. Where Anna? Where uh, are you uh, located? Yep, we are located in Minnesota. So. Kind of towards the northwestern, located in Minoman, Minnesota. Cool, cool. And you know, I, I, how does you know? Let's talk about your program. And I think Tammy, maybe I can bring Tammy in here to ask a few, ask her a few questions right away. And you know, it's important we talk about this with uh, all the all the people that come on with little moments count. It's so important to get our little ones early and. And and talk about learning and being in a good environment. How how do you uh, how do you support that, and how do you do that up there in White Earth? Okay, well, uh, what I do is I'm a coordinator of um, a grant, and uh, it is funding the Head Start Pathways program, uh, which is an initiative to increase the number of highly qualified early childhood education staff who possess Indigenous knowledge and cultural understanding both in and around the White Earth um, Reservation and Northwest Minnesota. And that is made possible um, through uh, a tribal colleges and Head Start partnership grant from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Administration of Children and Families, Office of Head Start. I have to get in our funding, (laughs) our funding partners for sure. Um, But what we do basically is educate the early childhood educators um, who are teaching the youngest in our communities. Wow, that's exciting. You know, uh, Anna, uh, can you say uh, who is in your uh, college? Who are your students and what kind of degrees do you have to offer? Uh, And we're talking about education, but I'm sure there's more more than just education at your school. 
Yep, we are a TCU, so there's 35 across the nation. TCU stands for Tribal Colleges and Universities. And so we are primarily made up of Indigenous students. I want to say we're about 80% of our population is um, Indigenous students. And then we are open, you know, to non-Indigenous students. So they make up about 20%. And so... Right now, we offer the Associates of Arts degree. Um, We're looking at expanding, you know, um, an AS um, science degree right now. We're also looking to put our AA um, online. So we have some of our courses that we are, and we do offer different certificates. So um, a popular one that people are really um, flocking to is our Ojibwe language. And so... Um, that's just a fun one to hear, you know, the students, you know, when they have their language tables, we have a room just designated solely where when you walk in there, that's how you get greeted and you have conversations. So yeah, it's really, um, a fun thing to have. That, that is a exciting thing. And I think it's chilling for, uh, our older ones and young ones to hear, hear that spoken all the time. Zoe, do you have any any response? You're uh, or just a, a recent graduate. Uh, it's excited to hear the language and see these programs for our little ones. Yeah, yeah, and I have um, I've been a part of a lot of programming at WETCC. Um, I moved down here four years ago, but um, I used to go to a lot of the extension programming um, that you guys have, and it's really wonderful to see that now that you guys have more um, things for the little ones, because I know that's also an issue with adults that are going to the college is having childcare um, in order to go to school and to be present in classes. So is that something um, that is a part of this too? Or like, how does that work with your students? Um, Is there, I believe, isn't there a Head Start right next to the tribal college or am I getting that wrong? No, you are absolutely correct. We have a Head Start right across the street and located right on our grounds. We have a partnership with childcare. So um, they are located there too. So um, we know a lot of our students do utilize those and we have some of our staff too. Um, And the big thing that we went after this Head Start Pathways grant um, is to grow our own. You know, we know the wow. best educators are parents. And so we just want to make sure that they get educated so they can come into the classrooms and have those positions because who better to teach our students than those in the community and those who know our Anishinaabe cultures, values, and traditions and can speak some of the language. And I know um, prior to my position as a president at Whiter Tribal Community College, I was the Head Start Um, director. So I oversaw all the villages on the reservation. And one of the big initiatives, and I did bring um, one of them, um, we call call it the book of numbers. I'm not sure if you guys can see this. I know those of you listening, you you have no (laughs) idea what showing. Um, But we worked with the community members to come in and we developed these books here. um, And then we use pictures just from our current classrooms, but we also put... um, you know, the numbers in there and, you know, um, with the indigenous language and also um, with the Ojibwe or or the English, sorry. And then the other thing, what you can't really see on the pictures, I'll hold this one up as another example, is they're using sign language. So this is the sign for colors. And so a lot of people don't understand that um, sign language is an indigenous language. And that's how the tribes used to communicate with other tribes is through that one. So now, you know, we have come about and we have the ASL, the American Sign Language, but that's something that I was really passionate. So we did get that program um, developed over there. So they're also teaching the sign language with that, in which we notice, especially with our younger students who haven't quite um, talked about, um, you know, their feelings or don't have that language developed, they're able to sign it. And so a child as young as six months old can start signing if you give them that knowledge. Wow. Let's talk more about that. And let's get deep into what uh, what what you guys are doing there, you and Tammy. Uh, I'm really excited to hear that. And I'm really excited to hear about the signing because <laughs> that is our old way for sure. You know, how we traded uh, amongst uh, Indigenous people up here so you know wow i'm excited uh, we're with anna and tammy and we're, we're talking about 
some tribal stuff here. And we're going to be right back. This is exciting, Wendy. It's very exciting. I have a little story to tell you about my niece who's 16 months old. Oh, hey, we'll be right back. This is Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. Stay with us. Hey, Ogama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. I heard sex trafficking happens a lot in Indian country. What is that? Here are some of the real reasons why sex trafficking happens in Indian country. Unequal gender roles that were forced on us by colonization. Communities don't have enough resources. Silence around domestic and sexual violence. Lack of attention and justice for missing and murdered indigenous people. There's a lot of behavior that keeps our communities out of balance. These are just a few true reasons why Native communities are targeted by traffickers. When these acts of violence happen in our communities, it opens us all up for exploitation. Sponsored by the Minnesota Indian Women's Sexual Assault Coalition. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. Don't drive too fast or you will miss Scott Jamama's Hot Barbecue. Scott Jamama's offers huge taste out of a little place. Located at 3 West Diamond Lake Road near the intersection of Nicolette Avenue and West Diamond Lake Road in Minneapolis, this tiny hole in the wall offers mouth-watering baby back ribs, grilled chicken, and half-pound pulled pork sandwiches. Don't forget to add the potato salad, spicy baked beans, twice-baked potatoes, and delicious desserts. Find their winter hours and full menu at scottjamamas.com. I am Oshawashko Gijig. I'm from Red Lake Nation, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. Welcome back to Native Roots Radio Presents I'm Awake. This portion of the show is, is supported by Little Moments Count, a statewide collaborative focused on helping parents and caregivers learn about the importance of brain development in the first three years of life. Hey, wow, we got Anna Shepard and Tammy here, uh, who is the uh, Pathways Coordinator. I want to jump into, I know Wendy's got a story, but I want to jump into to, uh, with Tammy and tell our audience what really is the Pathways program, and, and that's, let's get that out there. Oh, wow. Well, um, we applied for a grant. Um, we're about midway through. Um, what it does is it's a collaborative between White Earth Tribal and Community College on the University of Minnesota Crookston and White Earth Head Start program. And uh, basically, it's uh, a scholarship program that supports students and and it trains um, the early childhood educators. They, they start by um, earning their degree or their two-year degree uh, with us at White Earth. Um, and um, because we're a tribal college, the, the culture and um, history is, is built into all of our um, coursework. And so it gives them a good foundation. And then we get them ready to transfer um, to UMC to finish out their four-year degree in early childhood education. Wow. And Tammy, I, I, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Anna, I want to ask you this. It, it, you know, why is it so important to incorporate Native Indigenous knowledge in, in the culture? I mean, I know why, but I want our audience to, to hear it from you. Oh, Yep. Um, basically, it's just to validate, you know, our lives and to see individuals that look like us, you know, in those different educational systems. I look back at my history, you know, going through the K-12 system. Um, I think there was one Indigenous teacher that I had, you know, and so I didn't see myself supported there, you know. Um, and then even, you know, they didn't understand, you know, you know, going to Powell's and how we're a Powell family, you know, they just didn't understand a lot of that. Um, and so with this, you know, I think it's important, like I said, just to have someone that can teach our ways and that, you know, don't have to worry about 
do I say this here? Do I not say that there? Um, Cause you know, that's something that we think about. And when I talk about that with the people to try to explain that, I said, I th- I said, even when you ask me my name, I have to think about what context am I in? Do you want to know my clan? Do you know my true name? Do you want to know my English name? Um, my family, my background, you know, I have to constantly weigh that in, you know, it's something that I'm constantly thinking about. It's like, okay, where am I? And what do I have to say and do? So yeah. um, that, that's why we do this, you know? Um, and like I said, it's really important to grow our own, you know, in the white earth nation. And so this is why we applied for that grant. And I believe there's only six of us across the nation who um, received this grant. Um, and so it was a pilot program and my understanding talking um, with them is that they hope to continue this program. So we'll be able to reapply and hopefully we'll get that and continue to, you know, um, just have more educators in our nation. Well, that's great. And, you know, uh, I want to uh, bring Wendy and my wife here because we have a young one in our uh, extended family and you kind of hit a, a cool little thing about signing and how important that is. Uh, we got just a little mini story, story right, Wen? Well, my niece uh, sign did sign language with my great niece. She's 16 months old now from the day she was born. So the things like uh, she would say more, uh, uh, please, thank you, water. And Lily, who's 16 months old, can sign all of those uh, because she doesn't have language skills right now so signing is really important so she she could she could you know communicate which is really awesome mm-hmm. since her body can't say the words right now yeah and anna that that is so exciting <laughs> and i i really love the fact that you brought up uh being ho-chunk you know that we did a lot of trading we've been here for ten thousand years amongst our native and uh, indigenous people here and that's how we did uh, uh, speak and it's come from us and you bringing that up is very important for everyone to hear. It is. And so I appreciate you sharing that story because that that is why I wanted to make sure that, you know, ASL was taught at those Head Start um, sites. Um, and even with students, you know, who don't have that ability, they have a way now to communicate. And so instead of, you know, acting out, they're able to, you know, sign. And we even did um, one on feelings because we know ASL is very uh, expressionable, you know, in our facial expression. So if they're happy, it's really going to show. And if they're angry, you know, that's going to come across too. Wow. Uh, this is amazing. Uh, Tammy, uh, how do you feel, how do you feel about that? Because I, I'm sitting here kind of amazed uh, about. I actually about... use that um, with my, my youngest son. I mean, he's, he's 19 now, but um, <laughs> at the time, you know, when he was, you know, 18 months or, you know, you, they talk about the terrible twos all the time, but um, we found that by using sign language, um, it alleviates a lot of the frustration because a lot of the times it's just their inability to communicate, um, you know, what they want or what they need. And uh, it did. It, it was like night and day once once we gave him um, the signs. Um, it, it made life so much easier for all of yeah. us. <laughs> Yeah, I bet. Hey, let's. Uh, we got a few minutes left here, Anna. I'm really, I'm really thinking it's important to uh, back up a little bit and talk a little bit more about uh, the White Earth Tribal and Community College and uh, the interest in uh, if somebody's interested in seeking a degree or in early childhood education. What do they have to do? What's their next steps? Yep, they can just go right on our website, which is WETCC, short for White Earth Tribal Community College. Um, and just go on there and, you know, let us know that they're interested and they can also view some of our pictures, our offerings um, that we have. And so we're starting to, um, in March, sign up for fall classes already, or, or sorry, summer classes. Yeah. And so, and you can even apply for starting this fall already. So, yes, yeah. send them our way. We're excited. You know, um, one of the things I just got back from Washington, D.C., so I had two um, students and they testified, you know, with our senators and representatives. Um, but they shared that one of the things that, you know, was really impactful is they said that the reason they come to TCUs is because they feel like it's family. Um, mm-hmm. They get the help. Um, any questions that they have, they don't feel like, you know, getting shamed. They'll, you know, if they don't know that, they're going to find someone else, you know, who can help them, whether it's at the college 
or whether it's with another white earth entity, but we're going to help them and just make sure that they have a successful um, academic program. And so, you know, we want to make sure that everything that they're hit on, you know, the emotional, social, cognitive levels. Wow. That's exciting. Uh, uh, Tammy, do you have any uh, last words before we uh, end this? Because I, this has gone by way too fast, but I, I think we've learned uh, uh, a ton of stuff in a short time. Absolutely. Um, just reminding you that the website is wetcc.edu, and you can click on Apply Now and fill out the application right online. And it only takes a few minutes, and your your future is within reach. It's right there. Well, I want to bring in Zoe one last time, too, uh, if she has any questions or statements, because uh, she's a, a young uh, worker with us, and uh, and she uh, just got out of college, so this is kind of her jam, too. It's fresh for her. Zoe, do you have any uh, uh, comments or statements before we uh, end this? Um, I guess just asking um, how, especially Anna, since you've been in the field so long, um, how you see these programs helping our youth and if you've been able to see more long-term effects on what these programs offer to them and how that helps, um, helps them. Yeah. I guess that's my question. Yep. I definitely see um, Head Start being very impactful, especially working with our youngest and that carries all the way up through to our collegiate level. But just with our youngest, just giving them, you know, a level playing field. So when they enter the K-12 system, they have a lot of that knowledge. And so that's what's super important as, you know, parents, just to make sure that you're reading to your children, having those conversations, playing those games, um, and, and talking about our culture. Bring them to ceremony if it's appropriate, you know, at that time for you. Um, you know, I just look back at both of my girls. Um, they are now... Adults, working adults. Um, one is a kindergarten teacher, so it's kind of fun to see her, what she's learned and utilized. And um, one of the big things that she does is she purposely wears her um, skirt, and then she'll let the other Indigenous students know that. And so they'll either wear the ribbon skirts or their skirts on the same day. So she's really bringing cultural pride there and just making an impact. And, you know, it's on a non-reservation, and so it's out in Western um or not Western, Eastern North Dakota. So that's pretty cool. And my other daughter, she works at Youth Works here in Fargo. So works with a lot of the indigenous population who are having um, some issues, whether it's um, trafficking or, you know, um, domestic abuse situations. So yeah, it's fun to see where they're going. And and I just kind of wanted to go back to what Tammy said. Um, you know, if you're interested in working in Head Start, um, definitely check out that program. Everything will be covered and paid for. They provide a computer. Um, there's stipends that they also have, I believe, gas. And so Tammy could probably wrap that up in, you know, a little bit more what we offer there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it's basically um, a full full scholarship. Um covers your your tuition books fees um and anything um the the, there's need-based stipends so even when it comes to licensure and and cost for tests we cover that um so yeah that we we take away that barrier um of of the financial burden that college could be Wow. Thank you so much, you guys, for being on. Check out www.wetcc.edu. Thank you so much for stopping in. What a great uh, way to start the show. Peeny Gigi for all you do for our community. We'll be right back. Thank you so much. Stay with us. Minnesota has the only original wolf population in the continental United States, and 80% of Minnesotans believe the wolf should be protected. Howling for Wolves is asking Minnesotans to respect our true wildlife manager, the wolf. Their survival is critical to our ecosystems, our communities, and even our economy. As highly intelligent animals with strong social bonds, Minnesota wolves deserve to be protected and admired. Learn more at howlingforwolves.org. Let's live and let howl. JNS Bean Factory is a native-owned, community-supported, cozy, artsy coffee shop which offers roasted on-site beans, live music, and baked goods. Relax in the beautiful outside patio. City Pages writes, voted top 10 coffee shops. 
Tucked into a quiet corner of St. Paul's Highland Park neighborhood, this coffee shop roasts beans on-site from the best coffee-growing countries in the world. Located at 1518 Randolph Avenue, St. Paul. The good stuff. Boost your immunity and help protect your community. COVID-19 is still here, but it's not too late to get your booster. Staying up to date with vaccines can help build protection that has decreased since your last shot and provide better protection against newer variants. Boosters are an important part of protecting yourself from getting seriously ill from COVID-19. To learn more and schedule your appointment, visit ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. ramseycounty.us slash COVID vaccine. Hi, Minnesota. This is David Pakman. You can hear my show every weekday at 2, right after Tom Hartman on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, this is Laura, and I want to tell you about my family's favorite thing. It's our wood stove. We bought it about 14 years ago from Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And see, the wood stove has actually paid for itself because we can keep the main area that we live in toasty warm with this great moist heat. But more important than saving money, it has actually improved our lives. Having a fire simplifies life. It provides comfort. It sort of takes the chill out of winter. I'm Peter Solak. In 1977, I started Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces. And I experienced the simple joy of warming myself by a fire. I also realized that the place and the way we embrace fire has evolved in a diversity of forms and styles. So at Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces, we have brought together the widest selection of our fireplace products and technical knowledge in the Twin Cities. Our mission is to use our knowledge to help you choose the design and function that is right for you and your home. Visit Woodland Stoves and Fireplaces today and find the right fire for you. We at AM950 wanted to offer more thank you gifts for the great listeners who have become members. Brand new for 2023, AM950 has the new National Parks poster featuring photos I took at the National Parks. Members who sign up for a one-time $99.50 membership or a recurring $25 per month membership will receive the brand new AM950 National Parks poster and the AM950 2023 calendar as a thank you. Go to am950radio.com, click on the tab, and become a member now. Thank you so much for supporting AM950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. Hi, Matt McNeil here. On December 8th, I was driving home in my Toyota Sienna from Rudy Luther Toyota. At a traffic light, a car slammed into me. Without a doubt in my mind, if I hadn't been driving a Sienna, I wouldn't be here right now. The car is designed to take a wallop and keep the people inside safe, as it did for me. It's one thing to hear someone talk about safety standards. It's another to become an example of the safety standards. The Toyota saved my life, and I will always own one. If you want real safety, visit Rudy Luther Toyota. Rudy Luther Toyota, the corner of 394 and 169 in Golden Valley. With a look at your AM 950 weather, I'm Patrick Lulia. Cloudy tonight with a low of 7, then sunshine Thursday with a high of 19. This is Angela Warner with Warner Stallion. If you've got a broken appliance or one you wish would break, don't settle for poor selection and don't pay a penny more than you should. Warner Stallion has thousands of in-stock appliances. Shop now at warnerstallion.com. Hi, I'm Jane Fonda, and you're listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio Presents. I'm awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by MN350, a grassroots organization fighting for climate justice. That's a good thing to bring up, Wendy. Today we were uh, both at the Capitol. We also saw Ogama and uh, Nova was there. I did not see them. Well, they were there, and it was funny. She had uh, Nova underneath a jacket, so every once in a while uh, Ogama would pull her jacket off and surprise everyone that she was like had a baby. <laughs> <laughs> Nova is little Ogama's baby. So cute. Yeah. So Robert and I was really um, kind of funny that we were both scheduled to go to the state Capitol today, both of us for different reasons and for different issues. Right. And it was kind of funny that we were both there today. Yeah. Well, you with HH, uh, HSUS, which HSUS. is the Humane Society of the United States. I was lobbying for some really awesome animal bills. And I was there uh, talking uh, with our legislators. Uh, I guess I can say this because uh, everything's out in the open, but uh, I'm really working on uh, Minnesota to recognize uh, Ho-Chunk Nation as a uh, as a tri- uh, not a tribe, but as federally a re- recognized, well, state recognized, yeah, state. because there's all these great things that are happening, Wendy, as you know, 
And we have, you know, close to a thousand uh, Ho-Chunk and uh, descendants in the state. And we were the original treaty signers and we were pushed off in uh, 1862 and uh, pushed off many times to basically live on a rock and die. Mm -hmm. So I I just want to remind our senators and uh, representatives uh, and I I ran around doing that. And there was also uh, the the rise, uh, you know, the, the... Exactly. Let me get. I'm stumbling here, but it's (laughs) the it's it's the rise and repair indigenous rights climate justice that was happening today too. So I jumped in on that too, and we had uh, one of the people that are on our show uh, quite a bit recently. uh, Rachel Thunder spoke, and I I I I don't know if you mind. uh, It's a couple minutes here, but it kind of tells the story of what was going on. So you want to play that now? Yeah, yeah. If you don't mind, I think you should do that. I think it's important to hear from people. Here, let me make sure I I got everything going here because yesterday it was a little. We might have some. (laughs) He's warning us all that there may be. There we go. Thunder. I say hello and I say thank you to each of you. I'm Plains Cree Treaty Eight Nihio Nihio Walk, and my name is Rachel Thunder. I'm with the American Indian Movement, Little Earth Protectors, and a community member of South Minneapolis. And I stand here with my sister, my auntie, Nicole, um, representing that South Minneapolis indigenous community and saying no to the demolition at Roof Depot there in South Minneapolis. We don't want that there. We don't want those poisons released there. We don't want those trucks there. We want to protect our children, our grandchildren, and not this generation, but for all the generations to come. I was not planning on speaking today, and I was sitting there, and I was looking at these signs, and I remember yesterday was the birthday of John Trudell. And so I was sitting there, and I was thinking of John, one of my role models, and some of the words that he said sitting here in this institution that was meant to control and suppress our people. I always get a sick feeling when I come to these places. And I remember him saying that the only thing that they care about is power. And to them, power is money. Money is an illusion of power. There is no true power in money. And that's the only thing that they care about with this roof depot, is money. They don't care about us. They don't care about our communities. The only real power is with the earth. There's no power in their systems. They've only been here for 530 years. There's no power here. And as the indigenous people, we are not going to stop protecting the true power, which is the earth. Because the earth doesn't need us. We need the earth. If every single one of us was wiped off the earth today, it might take her millions of years, but she's resilient. She's the true power. Not this system, not this money. And we're not going to stop. Yeah, you know, Wendy, I I wanted to play that for a couple reasons, mm-hmm. Wendy and Zoe. I uh, one of them is how we need to, uh, as citizens, stand up for things like you did today, mm-hmm. I did today, and uh, uh, Rachel Thunder spoke about uh, what's happening in Minneapolis and standing up for that, uh, where they're trying to move all the get rid of that rooftop building, and then they're going to tear it down and bring all these trucks into the little earth community and all that pollution and br- hard to breathe. And that's why yesterday, uh, uh, or was it yesterday? Yeah. Yes. Tuesday. Why the uh, mayor was asked to leave of Minneapolis because he was coming with a proclamation and they said, you voted against our people here. And, uh, so it's, it's a big thing. And the, and not only that, Wendy, uh, they're going to start on the 27th of this month to start or 26th or 27th to start tearing down that building so that they can bring all these city trucks in and idle, you know, they idle the trucks all the time and and it's, and they're consolidating all these vehicles in one area and it's going to be very pollutant uh, to our, our relatives in Minneapolis and especially the poor people in White Earth. Mm-hmm. And Zoe, you were there yesterday when the mayor uh, was asked to leave in not so nice a way, right? 
Yeah, and I actually um, wasn't able to make it to the rally today, but I did catch a bit of the um, speeches on the Honor the Earth live stream. Um, and so I was able to listen in more to Elder Mary Lyons and um, some other folks from Little Earth. And yeah, I just wanted to mention um, that Little Earth is a 9.4 acre, 212 unit HUD subsidized housing complex in um, the Phillips neighborhood of Minneapolis. Um, and it's a really important place. It's one of the only of its kind. And that community is often left out of a lot of conversations and, and often um, faces a lot of the consequences of actions like the one that Mayor Fry just took. Um, and so I'm, I'm really, I was really happy to see that Little Earth was well represented at the rally today because they just need more help and attention on the issues that they face. And I also just wanted to plug that um, if you can totally donate to them, um, I'll put I'll put it up here too. Um, th- their website is uh, littleearth.org. That is little l i t t l e earth e a r t h dot org, and they have a donut donation button. Um, and I know they would greatly appreciate it if anybody is open to that. So, yeah, um, I was just thinking about some of um, Elder Mary Lyon's remarks too. Um, And I just thought she opened it up really beautifully um, with the culture and keeping it grounded in the language and our values. And then to hear um, from Rachel as well as as a younger person was really powerful um, because Mm -hmm. she speaks with such vigor and, and sureness. And it's just really beautiful to see her, in that space, um, fighting for all of us. Really good point. And, you know, I guess my point too, uh, about the segment, Wendy and Zoe is that to get involved, you know, get out there and get involved. The, we're talking to people that put their pants on and the same way as everybody else. And, um, I know Wendy, you, uh, been doing this for a while, talking to our, our, uh, legislators and senators. What, uh, what advice do you have? I, the advice I have is just to get to know them. They work for us. Um, you know, we pay f- to have them there for us and they're, they're there to represent us. So if there's anything that you feel really strongly about that you want to have done, um, anything at all, you can just knock on their door, literally. Um, we had a couple of, uh, we had a senator, a Senator Dibble today, and another representative come and talk to our group uh, that we were at the state capitol, and they said, you know, um, it's great if you could make an appointment, and you come and you talk to us, but you know what, I can't tell you how many times a constituent will just knock on my door, and if I could see them, I will, and I'll sit down and I'll talk with them, and you know, they're going to tell me what's important to them. You know, we got a few minutes left in this segment, and I want to get down to what you were at the Capitol for in the last segment, Wendy, but I also want to finish this off. Mm -hmm. Uh, I did have an opportunity with my uh, Mm Ho-Chunk, you know, uh, to to do just that, not have an appointment and sneak in there and talk to. I saw uh, State Representative Heather Keeler, and uh, there was other representatives coming in at the same time as we were talking about uh, Minnesota recognizing Ho-Chunk Nation as one of the, the tribes here. And um, she was on top of it. And then uh, Roger Moe, who was uh, a senator for many, many, many years and leader of uh, the House or leader of the Senate for many years in Minnesota here, was is working for Red Lake Nation, and he walked by. So just to amplify what you said, uh, knock on the door, and if they're not there, they won't answer. Exactly. <laughs> and sometimes you just meet him in the hallway, too. Right. You know, walking down the hallway. I saw, oh, Mary, Wendy. <laughs> I saw Mary Kunish today. And uh, well, I'll tell you in the next segment what she had to tell me. It was really good news, and I was very happy to hear it. 
Um, but yeah, it's kind of fun to be at the Capitol. I mean, you know, it has a really good vibe and it gives you energy and kind of pumps you up. And we even sat in on a housing um, hearing, right? A hearing meeting. Before, Is that what you call right, that? A exactly. Hearing? That's the first time I ever did that. So that I was, was exciting. I was in earlier with uh, education mm-hmm. um, and I saw a state senator, Mary Kunish, there and yeah. – uh, and so it is it is fun, but it's hard for people too, and we talk about this a lot, Wendy, especially our native uh, relatives here that it's not a place built for us, so mm-hmm. I know yeah. like by talking to uh, Rachel after she spoke and talking to her it it was hard for her to be there, yeah, you know what I mean I could see that yeah but i i I grooved on the energy today too, because we're preaching to the choir and moving mountains to our trifecta here in minnesota mm-hmm. and it's that's exciting and that's what so gets me exciting. going yes we're finally going to be able to get some important work done so hey uh next segment wendy we're going to talk a little bit about what you were working on yeah. and uh what a great show uh the pressure's on so far it's been a great show wendy <laughs> well, let's wait and see what happens <laughs> oh uh, you're listening to native roots radio presents i'm awake and up next uh wendy pilot talking about her her experience and what she was doing today at the capitol We'll be right back after this short break. Stay with us. Hey, Olgama, I've been hearing a lot about this term, climate justice. What is that? Climate justice is recognizing that the negative impacts of climate change don't affect all people equally. It also means transitioning from a fossil fuel-based economy to a more sustainable future. MN350 is one of the groups that's pushing for this transition to protect our futures. You can even get involved, too. That's great, especially since I'm concerned about pipeline projects like Line 3. How can I help MN350? Just find them on Facebook or visit mn350.org. Winter fun is waiting for everyone at the Park Tavern. The Park Tavern is a great get-together location for family and friends. The food at the Park Tavern is outstanding with something for everyone. Pizza, wraps, sandwiches, burgers, salads, entrees, pasta, and wings. Take advantage of the best bowling lanes in Minnesota and enjoy the full menu while you bowl. No matter what your favorite sport is, the Park Tavern has all the big games on its many screens. And if you're looking for a private event, the Park Tavern offers private event packages for any size group. On Louisiana Avenue, north of Highway 7 in St. Louis Park, warm fun this winter awaits you at the Park Tavern. Winter is here, and there's a good chance your home isn't being heated efficiently. And it's likely because of air sealing and insulation problems. Inadequate attic insulation is the leading contributor to high energy bills, cold rooms, and ice dams. Great news, the energy-efficient pros at Snap Construction can fix it all. Stop the heat from leaking out and save. Call 612-333-SNAP or visit snapconstruction.com for your free infrared energy inspection. Install with Snap Construction and qualify for over $750 in rebates and incentives. State and city programs are now offering 0% financing for qualifying insulation upgrades. So call Snap Construction for your free insulation energy consultation and start saving on your energy bills. Call 612-333-SNAP. That's 612-333-SNAP. Or visit snapconstruction.com. Snap Construction is arguably the most well-reviewed insulation and exterior contractor in the metro area. Visit snapconstruction.com. This is uh, Leonard Peltier. I am in uh, Coleman 1. U.S. Band Country, and I'm listening to Native Roots Radio. And we're back to Native Roots Radio presents I'm Awake, and this is Robert Pilot. This portion of the show is supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Oh. I think we got to do that again. I don't think Zoe howled. Zoe has to Did, join us. I missed this it. portion of the show <laughs> is it. supported by Howling for Wolves, protecting wolves for future generations. Howl. Howl. Okay. Hey. Yeah, right on. Hey. I practice that howl. Let's right on. It. Hey, uh, awesome show, uh, Wendy. And it's, it's interesting to um, – for years, you've uh, gone up to the Capitol, and I think really this is the first time I've done anything of that sort. Mm. Um, you know, talking as far to, as like lobbying goes. Yes, wow. yeah, okay, cool. So you've always inspired me, and you've always done that. So I, I put on my suit and pulled back my hair and and took some <laughs> medicine with me. Today, took some medicine with me because uh, you never know what's going on there. Yeah. And, um, 
but yeah. So when Robert talks about medicine, he's talking about um, like a necklace that he wears around his (laughs) neck and it has like a little pouch in it. And then the pouch – inside the pouch has – You're not supposed to say Oh, something in it yeah, to protect against like like uh, evil spirits or bad f- f- uh, jealousy feelings towards a person or any kind of lying, f- lying or anything like that. Growing up in a Italian American Italian family, forget about it. We had a we had a tradition where, uh, especially with the little babies that were born, we would put a, a little red Italian horn, oh. and we would pin it on their undershirt, so and we minute. would hang it in their crib. And this was so that, like, when people came to see the baby, you'd always hope that people would give like well wishes towards the baby, but you never know who has like a Jealous. kind of a sinister type of feeling about maybe they're jealous of the baby or something so it's the same kind of thing what you just said there and i know i want to get into this here but i want to ask you again so italians have horns is that what you just said no it's an italian (laughs) it's an italian red horn it's from like an animal okay Um, from an animal okay yeah not from the italian person (laughs) well that's what it sounds like Oh, oh no thanks for the clarification all right hey Talk about what happened and, uh, you know, introduce yourself. Yeah, actually, let me introduce myself as everybody already knows. My name is Hanaji Hihani, and that means cares for them. I was given that name by Maidega Curtis. So as oh, always, uh, yes, as always, Curtis, thank you very much. Curtis goes by Mashke Hanajinga, which means walks on white clouds. Uh, I'm a humane policy volunteer leader for the Humane Society of the United States, and I work on animal issues at the local and state level. And that's exactly what I was doing today, was lobbying for Humane Lobby Day. Protecting our sacred animals, our relatives. Yes, which I always love to do. And actually, a week ago from today, last week, I was at the state capitol again, uh, which was my pleasure to do for Wolf Day with Howling for Wolves. So. Um, Dr. Maureen Hackett, who was the founder of Howling for Wolves, yeah, put together Wolf Day, and we went and we talked to our legislators. um, Say it again. Say Howling for Wolves. Howling for Wolves. (laughs) And uh, it's really, really great. And and I saw I saw Senator uh, Minnesota Senator Mary Kunish today. Cool, uh, at, the, at the Capitol, and I was walking around, and she, you know, she said, "Wendy, I just have some exciting news to tell you." And I, I was like, "Yeah," and she said, "I just want you to know that I signed on the bill to ban." wolf hunting here in Minnesota. So I had to give her a big hug and I was so excited to hear that and how important uh, that is. So thank you very much, uh, Senator Kunish, for doing that and realizing how important our Minnesota wolves are here. Exactly. Yeah. But today what I was, uh, I was there at the state capitol to lobby for the Humane Society of the United States. And we have a pets and housing package. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not just about our animals. It's about our people also. And yeah. one of the bills is is really important because it wants to improve access to rental housing for low-income pet owners, right? We don't want pet owners of low-income um, to go into the housing and have to pay astronomical fees to keep their pets or pay lots their of family. Pet, right. And to have to pay all these fees and, and things or more rent because you have an animal, um, and things like that. So, and so that's very important because, you know, a lot of people who, get turned away from housing because they have a pet, they end up on the street. They're yeah. homeless. This should not happen. And people should not have to give up their pets uh, to the shelters uh, because of this. This is um, it's, just, it's humanitarian I, uh, issue. I, I sat with you uh, and you did a great job talking to our, uh, leg- or our representative, Dave Pinto, mm-hmm. who's uh, – Really a good listener. and yes. But what I heard blew my mind, and I wonder if you can talk a little bit about the uh, breed of dog. Yeah, that's the next bill. So it's uh, equity and liability insurance coverage for pet owners. It's a big, long name, but what it comes down to is um, it prohibits insurers, right, from con- 
uh, considering the breed of a family right. dog, right? So the insurance companies cannot charge you more money because of what type of breed of dog that you have. And go to the next yes, step. Yes, I am going to go to the next step because here's the next step. This law was first put in place because most people of color have, let's just say, pit bulls, yep. right? So instead of saying because you're of a color, right. we don't want to insure you. Instead, what they did was they put a, a stipulation in the insurance to say if you own this type of dog, you you can't have this housing or you have to pay more insurance. Or That blew my mind. Yes, it's true. So one of the other bills, the equity in liability insurance coverage for pet owners prohibits insurance from considering the breed of a family dog for underwriting or determining risk or loss or when gathering information about an insured person. So it should not matter what type of breed that you have. Right. Um, and I want to tell people this right off the bat. A pit bull is not a breed. Right. A pit bull is a dog that has certain characteristics. Um, and I grew up with pit bulls. Yeah. My family has pit bulls. My aunt had the one of the rascals. biggest. The little rascals. If you old enough to have watched uh, <laughs> Stymie and the rest of the gang on right. the little rascals, Petey, that dog was a pit bull. Right. You know, a, a circle around his eye. It would a circle around his <laughs> eye. So. Um, that was amazing to hear. And I also want to say, you know, we grew up with with pit bulls and we the pit bulls were the kindest, gentlest, mm-hmm. most loving dogs. Everybody in the family was afraid of Gigi. She was the chihuahua. She's the one you had to watch out for, not the pit bull. Right. The pit bull was the kind one. Gigi, nice, you nice want to watch name. out for. Nice name, by the way. Yeah. The other one, Robert, that you're not going to even believe um, that happens. Do I have time? Yeah, I'm going to do it really fast. So the prohibition of landlords requiring declawing of your cat and devocalization of your dog in order to live in the housing. So there's some landlords out there that are saying, well, if you have a pet, if you have a cat, you have to get it declawed. And if you have a dog, you have to debark it. These two uh, surgical procedures are the most cruel uh, thing that you could ha- that could happen. So we want that on the books because that should not be happening here in Minnesota or anywhere else in the United States. Yeah, and I think you got a really good response for the, when the group that uh, you presented. That was uh, amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And look what uh, Santina said. Pitbulls are the nannies of the dog That's community. That's right. In the 30s and 40s, they were known as nanny dogs. That's right. And also the Minnesota Humane Pet Store law that I've been talking about for the past six years. Yes. Hey, Peeny Gigi, uh, thank you, Zoe. Thank you, uh, you know. M- Tammy and Anna. Thanks, Minnesota. Uh, moments count. Little moments Little count. Mo- yes, yes. And uh, if you're listening to the show, you're part of the resistance. Uh, we're still here. We are the seventh generation. Free Leonard Peltier. Now.